And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Welcome back to A Zero to A Hero to our Halloween Dia de Muertos special. That was a section of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, just to get us into the spooky mood. That was spooky indeed. I love uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Welcome everybody to our special. And what are we going to talk about today, Katrina? Well, we're going to talk about two beloved traditions, Dia de Muertos and Halloween. And we'll tell you a little bit more about the origins of both holidays, as well as the differences and similarities between them. Okay, I will also like to share how these holidays are observed in different parts of the English and Spanish-speaking worlds. We'll also get a little bit nostalgic as we discuss how these celebrations have changed within our lifetimes. And we'll also share with you how we celebrate these dates with our friends and family. I'm really looking forward to today's episode, Hector. I am as well. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Isn't that from a Christmas song? Well, Dia de Muertos is like Christmas for me, but why don't you start by telling me and our audience what you know about Dia de Muertos, Katrina? Um, to be honest, I don't know an awful lot about it, so it's good that you're here, Hector. Um, I have dressed up a couple of times with a sort of skull face, flowers in my hair, and celebrated with some friends, and we all pretended to know what we were celebrating. But I think um, with us, it gets a little bit blurred with Halloween and um, All Saints Day that's celebrated in lots of countries. So I think the, the definition and history behind it is somewhat lost on me. Okay, so let's let's start with the basics. Of course, Dia de Muertos is a celebration that dates back to pre-Hispanic traditions in Mesoamerica. Uh, Aztecs believed that life and death were not two different phenomena, but two fundamental aspects of existence. In the Aztec tradition, you have the surface the earth, which is called Tlactikpak, and um, the realms ab above, Ilwikat, and below, Mictlan. And what language is this, Hector? Mm, it is Nahuatl, a uh, language spoken in central Mexico, and it used to be the language of the Aztec Empire before the Spanish came to America. Um, don't worry, you don't have to learn these words. Phew. <laughs> so, Mictlan, the underworld is from where the Aztecs believed the dead came back to visit those who are still on the surface. Let me read this poem by Nezahualcoyot, a philosopher, warrior, architect, poet, and ruler of the city of Texcoco, not far away from what is now Mexico City. Is it true one really lives on the earth? Not forever on earth, only a little while here. Though it be jade, it falls apart. Though it be gold, it wears away. Though it be quetzal plumage, it is torn asunder. Not forever on earth, only a little while here. So here we can see this belief that life is temporary and we are doomed to perish. Therefore, we are supposed to enjoy the little time we have on earth. Halloween tradition also dates back to pre-Christian times, am I right? It does, definitely. Um, the name Halloween most likely comes from All Hallows' Eve, 
And um, this stems from a pre-Christian Celtic harvest tradition where bonfires would be lit and the veil between the living and the dead was thought to have been dropped. So the similar, I guess, to Dia de Muertos where you could contact the spirits, if you like, from the other side. But I'm guessing, Hector, that also Dia de Muertos changed and the, the festival surrounding it uh, during colonial times. Uh, yes, uh, the tradition also changed definitely after the arrival of the Spanish conquistadors uh, as the human sacrificers, uh, which were quite common and part of uh, religious rituals, were banned and the Catholic uh, faith was instituted. Um, nonetheless, one millenary culture cannot be easily substituted uh, just by imposing another one. People started to hide their deities in Catholic imagery. And with the time, um, this cult of death uh, blended with other Catholic traditions. Uh, for example, in the Catholic world, as, as some of our listeners may know, it is also common to pay a visit to their dead relatives on, on November the 1st, El Día de Todos los Santos. Did Halloween change after the introduction of Christianity? It did, yeah, to an extent. I mean, the Christian church never misses the opportunity for a good feast. <laughs> and uh, along with remembering the souls and praying for the ones in purgatory, people would also pray for the dead at this time of the year. Um, I think it had more to do with warding away evil spirits then when the, the church became involved rather than inviting them back into the world of the living. Um, later on in history though, um, Guy Fox was somebody who attempted to blow up the Houses of Parliament. Um, he was unsuccessful, but this then later in time concluded in a celebration that we have in Britain called Guy Fox Night. And uh, to celebrate Guy Fox Night, we, we light lots of bonfires and have fireworks and this takes place on the 5th of November, as you might know. Yeah, I watched the film. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think to an extent this overtook slightly the Halloween celebrations that had been happening in Britain. So Guy Fawkes Night became a bigger evening, I think, a bigger cause for, for celebration, for gathering. And since it's quite close to Halloween, I think Halloween sort of fizzled out a little bit in Britain. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, Scotland's a little bit different, maybe because we're a bit more pagan, but um, the Church of Scotland uh, sort of carried on the Halloween tradition a little bit more. And I think in Scotland it's it's seen as a, a more important festival still. But Hector, how do what do people do in Mexico on this day? Um, well, nowadays people build altars for their relatives uh, where they set up the ofrenda. Uh, those are offerings for the dead. Uh, they place photos of their relatives on a table and make decorations with cempasuchil. Those are Mexican marigolds. And uh, papel picado, which is a decorative craft made uh, out of paper with elaborate designs. Um, they also put sugar, chocolate, and amaranth skulls, uh, calaveritas, as well as food and drinks their loved ones used to enjoy while still alive. And, of course, they enjoy a piece of pan de muerto, a typical sweet and soft bread along with a cup of hot chocolate. Mm, well, that sounds delicious. 
Yes, in contrast to Halloween, um, where the, as you originally said, um, the the ritual was carried out in order to cast out the bad spirits. Dia de Muertos is more of a celebration of um, the lives of those who have passed away, a, a way of reminding that death only comes with oblivion. Uh, so in that case, perhaps this tradition is closer to the Scottish way of celebrating. Potentially, yeah, it's a little bit a little more similar. Um, in Scotland, we also have a couple of other differences to the rest of the UK and the American trick-or-treating that's pretty widespread now is called guising in Scotland. So that would be, comes from to disguise, to disguise yourself or to dress up. And we don't have the trick part. So usually you would uh, do the rounds of the neighbourhood, go to your neighbours' houses. That's what I used to do when I was younger. And you have to have something prepared, like a poem or a story, and in exchange for your short performance, you get some sweets. Does it have to be a spooky poem or a spooky story? Ideally, yeah, it usually would be. You would usually prepare something Halloween-esque for the evening. Okay. Uh, and have you noticed any changes in how people celebrate this date? Um, I mean, I think like all over the place, it's become far more commercial. Um, Trick-or-treating's a thing with us as well now. Guising is probably on the way out. And um, I feel like costumes don't have to be scary any longer. You can just dress up as, as anything at all. And what about you, Hector? Have you noticed changes? Mm, well, I was born in the 80s and most of my memories are actually from the 90s. So I remember the American boom during this um, decade and of course Halloween started to become more and more present um, especially trick or treating although the tricking part was not too much of a thing I mean I, I bet there were some naughty kids playing tricks on their neighbors but it was definitely not common um, as a kid all you wanted uh, was a spooky costume and maybe get lots of candy for you and your friends and um, at school teachers would always emphasize the importance of keeping our own traditions alive and both celebrations were always separated we would prepare the ofrenda at home or at work but we would also wear the classic dracula or mummy costumes and as the years go by i think traditions have blended so now you have three days of celebration starting on october 31st with halloween november the first dia de los angelitos which is dedicated to dead infants and children and this i would say is way more solemn and finally on november the second it's uh, dia de muertos so uh, as time uh, has gone by i think that halloween is something you're more likely to celebrate with friends and dia de muertos is more with the family but of course this changes from person to to person and from region to region and hector do you have a, a personal ritual or what, what do you do to celebrate well i moved from mexico at the end of 2018 so this is going to be my first Dia de Muertos outside Mexico. Um, I have only planned to set up my ofrenda and bake some pan de muerto. Which I'm sure you're going to share with your co-host. By all means. <laughs> and how about you, Katrina? What do you do for Halloween? I mean, to be honest, nothing. It sounds like you have so many traditions going on, Hector, over this, this time. Um, I think Halloween 
now, especially for my generation, it's just an excuse to get dressed up and have a party. So the actual origins of Halloween, the tradition and the roots of where everything's come from have sort of been forgotten about or we don't really discuss it very much. Um, Certainly there isn't as much of a sort of nationwide tradition that people take part in or do. So really just dressing up and going to a Halloween party Guising or trick-or-treating is exclusively for the children, so um, you definitely couldn't dress up and go around your neighbour's house and perform a poem and ask for some sweets now. That would be strange. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could still dress up, but just you don't go trick-or-treating anymore, maybe. True, you just go to a party instead. Yeah. However. <laughs> but beyond the cultural aspects of the celebrations, what what does it actually mean to you? Mm. For me, Dia de Muertos is more of a connection to the people who came before you, appreciate what they did in life and keep their memory alive. Uh, I'm I'm not really into celebrating Halloween, but I do love horror films. So I also use it as an excuse to binge watch some of my favorite horror movies. I would second that. I also enjoy horror films. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we'll recap before we get too far into lots of new Spanish words for me. Um, So far we've spoken about la ofrenda, um, papel picado, calaverita and pan de muerto. And the Mexican marigolds were... Sempasuchil. Sempasuchil. Well, difficult to remember. Maybe we could put some more words on top of that just to challenge me even more. (laughs) <laughs> okay, great. So uh, I, I really like it that you remember some of the words that we have learned and we are going to revisit them during our challenge. But before that, let's let's learn some, some more words. So far you have only learned one meaning of calaverita. The sugary skull-shaped sweets, no? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, there is also this literary tradition where you write funny verses for your family and friends. And that verse is called calaverita as well. Uh, They can be either sent directly to the person or posted in a common area for everybody to read them. Um, La calavera is also one of the many names given to la muerte, the death. Ah, so La Muerte has many names. Yes. La Flaca, the thin one. La Huesuda, the bony one. La Pelona, the bold one. Oh, Hector, it's quite difficult to remember all of these. Well, La Muerte also has a proper name. Which is? Katrina. Huh. La Katrina. <laughs> the epitome of death itself is sitting across <laughs> from you. <laughs> But that's actually not the only connection between you and Dia de Muertos. Oh, really? There's more? Uh, well, every year there is a parade to celebrate Dia de Muertos, el desfile de Dia de Muertos. Ah, yeah, I did see this in a James Bond film. Exactly. As a matter of fact, the parade was originally staged only for the movie. So wait, that means the parade didn't take place before the film? Crazy, right? Pretty crazy. But uh, I guess even if Sean Connery is no longer 007, I'll count that as a point for Scotland. Fair enough. So Hector, what's my challenge for today? Well, you have to say what you have learned about Dia de Muertos. Ah, well, that's an easy one. Dia de Muertos is a Mexican... Spanish. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I'll give it my best shot. (laughs) Um, Dia de Muertos es una fiesta mexicana. 
mexicana. Mexicana. Eh, siempre celebrado el 2 de noviembre. Uh -huh. Good. Eh, el Día de Todos los Santos es el primero. Primero. Primero noviembre. De noviembre, very good. Eh, la gente come el pan de pan de muerto. Uh -huh. Very good. Eh, un pan dulce y suave. Uh -huh. eh, típicamente disfrutado con chocolate caliente. Okay, I'm impressed. Eh, hay también las calaveritas. Calaveras de azúcar. A veces decorado con glaciado. Para comer para decorar, Hector. Um, las puedes comer, you can eat them, or you can also use them for decoration, para decorar. Vale. En el altar se coloca, se coloca fotos eh, de parientes muertos y la ofrenda, cosas para comer. Y como recuerdo bien la muerte, um, tiene nombres diferentes. La flaca, la pelona Good. y la oh, huesuda. Huesuda, gracias. Okay, and what's the proper name? Uh, la Catrina. Ah, very good. <laughs> Fácil. <laughs> Okay, good. Episode three, and you're already talking about traditions. Congratulations. Quiero más. <laughs> What would you like to learn in the next episode? Well, now that I'm feeling quite confident, Hector, why don't you teach me the basics of Spanish gender? Mm, of course, that's going to be interesting. So remember, you can contact us via email at podcasting at babble.com. Don't forget to write A0 to A Hero in the subject line. We would also love to hear about how you celebrate Halloween and or Dia de Muertos. Send us all your comments and suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to A0 to A Hero wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review. Feliz Dia de Muertos. Feliz Dia de Muertos. Feliz Dia de Muertos.